Coming up on today's episode, you may hear information about different NFTs or investment opportunities. As always, we remind you, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. And some of the information you hear may be inaccurate. Enjoy the show. Do your own research. Sorry, fuck that bit up. Welcome to Nearly Fresh Topics. We're not quite cutting edge, but we're close. This is episode 11, which is good. One and one. One and one. More than 10. Yeah. One on one, hey, NFTs. So, in this podcast, we talk about NFTs primarily, but we also discuss a little bit of crypto, a little bit of fantasy. We review shows from time to time, like TV shows. Uh, We, oh, yes, we also talk about 12 fantasy books. uh, And we have this fantasy book project, I guess you'd call it, coming up where, well, it's not our project. We don't. We don't write the book, but we read the book, and it's yes. a hell of, of an undertaking because, yeah. well, Jason, you explained this better than I do. Please go ahead with the Wheel of Time. Real time. Reading. Real Wheel, time. Wheel of Time, real time. Real uh, of time. <laughs> yeah, so anybody who, well, I mean, anybody who's listened has heard us talk about um, not only the Wheel of Time TV show, but also the books, and somebody whose name I should really know so I can credit them next week. Mm. Um, they basically mapped out the entire book series onto our calendar. So they figured out, you know, the months in the book, uh, how they correspond to the months in our calendar. And then they determined when each sentence essentially took place. Uh, and so they determined that March 23rd on our calendar is when the book starts. And there's a whole defined, you know, on this day, you have to read this many sentences. On this day, you have to read this many. Sometimes we'll go a week and only have to read one sentence. Sometimes we'll go a day and have to read six chapters, which is no easy feat for Robert Jordan. Uh, you know, he likes to write a lot he goes on he goes on that's one of (laughs) what's one of the things i really like about him is Mm. how descriptive he is but yeah he does go on a little bit it's it's true like i typically well i read in bed when i'm trying to get to sleep and i would be going on and on like when does this chapter end so i could put the book down and go sleep yeah and obviously obviously i would just have to fall asleep as i was reading the chapter because it goes on and on which again is not a bad thing but it's uh well it could be a bad thing for us like it was some of some of the busiest times you could say for us at the moment and this book thing is it's going to be hard but it should be worth it and or at least at the very least it'll be an interesting experiment and we can live the events of the wheel of time in real time so that's right and we will so yeah we'll either document our success or our failure (laughs) yes and well Poor, poor podcast listeners will have to, uh, you know, go through it with us. So. That's right. But we encourage you to read along with us. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll get the details up uh, for, for when, we, when we post the podcast. Details yeah. below in the YouTube details comments. Or in the YouTube, whatever they say, the you YouTube know? descriptions. That's right. That's click, right. The, <laughs> click the bell. Uh, yeah. So if you've never, I don't know. I had said at one point that if you've never read the series before, this is probably not a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it would be an interesting way to read a set of books, which I guess is why we're doing it. And maybe it would be cool to try it the first way, 
first time around. I don't know, but uh, uh, it's a risky strategy, I would say. Yeah, at, at the least, you know, uh, if you're interested in reading the books, pick it, pick them up with us on March 23rd. And then, you know, if you don't go the specific schedule we go, that's fine. I think you're still going to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm... I'm really looking forward to that. It's been a while since I've sunk my teeth into anything, and this is definitely a world you can get lost in. Uh, I have watched a couple episodes of The Witcher recently, though, oh, nice. to continue on on the fantasy track. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I have, I think I have two episodes left in season one. But basically, uh, timelines are store are uh, timelines are sort of starting to. Um, crystallize i guess you know kind of mm-hmm. kind of starting it's becoming clearer that they yeah. are dealing with timelines back and forth and i don't necessarily have to guess which timeline mm-hmm. i'm i'm in anymore mm-hmm. uh gerald has just um found the gin and saved uh what's her name yennefer from from turning herself into a djinn or becoming a vessel for the djinn or and a djinn a djinn is a genie for those not as well read as us a djinn is a genie <laughs> exactly not as well educated you that's, know, right. And, as, as matters, that's right in all matters <laughs> that's right in all matters of folklore that's uh right. yeah so i'm i'm slowly coming through the witcher i've been watching a lot mm. of other tv shows kind of in the interim um space force which has nothing to do with fantasy but it does have to do with comedy and it's pretty funny yeah, yeah. i've yeah. watched that it's good fun eh? i like yeah. it did you watch season two has been out now for a couple of weeks yeah. yeah i watched season one i think i finished season two or maybe not or maybe fuck i, I don't know uh okay have you finished season two let me ask yeah you. yeah okay so Was i guess spo- season... spoilers spoilers All for right, space yeah. force season two skip yeah, ahead yeah, sorry skip ahead to me <laughs> two minutes or something we we won't be long just you know mute mute me for a second 20 uh, minutes later yeah (laughs) every time we say oh it won't be long but um the last thing that i saw was uh who who is the daughter of steve carroll yeah i don't know her name but i can't remember her name either the last thing i saw was she had started to invest in stocks and she made a profit and she gave whoever some money to get ice cream for the party or something right was that the end of the season there's a, there's a couple season? there's a couple more episodes beyond that okay okay well that wasn't too spoilery so that's good no so no just, that's you know, fine so, Aaron, is Aaron? Aaron, i think that Aaron? is her name okay, i think right, that is yeah. her name well, how um, memorable <laughs> how memorable you know it occurred to me i don't really know any of their names I don't know. Yeah. It's it's fine. I used to when I was a kid and watching t- a new TV show. I was obsessed with trying to learn the characters' names as right. quickly as possible. And now yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't the, matter. The, the, like, the Witcher. It is like uh, you know that's Phoebe from Friends. You don't need to know her name. That's right. Steve Carell. Exactly. Um, that's Steve Carell. John, yeah. John Malkovich. I fucking love John Malkovich. It's such a good why. role for him. I totally. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you but, should watch uh, the the season the season the finale especially is is mm-hmm. quite good and it um um oh and Tim Meadows is the Secretary of Defense or whatever the guy mm-hmm. in charge of telling them whether there's going to be a space for he's so funny yeah. I love him <laughs> yeah it's good 
No, it was a it was a sort of throwaway suggestion. I think Rosanna had put it on the first time, and typically we'll just watch something that looks sort of funny, and then Rosanna will tell me if she likes it or not, and then we can continue it. I have no choice in the matter. Um, right. Although for some reason she does let me watch this because I was laughing at it, um, but I, I couldn't even tell you a joke really that made me laugh. It's just it's just a good sort of situational comedy. I find yeah. it's nothing outstanding but it's funny yeah. and there's some very inspirational moments in it as well so yeah i'm down um, i'm down for that here's a recommendation for you and for our mm. our listeners and viewers um ben schwartz is in the show he plays the publicist guy the guy mm. that's like addicted to his phone and oh yeah, yeah. um uh, is always trying to find an angle for space force <laughs> to make money so he's a he's a guy named ben schwartz and he's a really mm. talented improviser and on Netflix, he has a, a three-part comedy special with his um, counterpart, Thomas Middleditch, who was mm-hmm. the main guy. Did you ever watch Silicon Valley? No. Uh, he's, he's the, anyways, Thomas Middleditch, you either know him or you don't. But the two of them do hour-long, completely improvised comedy specials. There's three of them up mm-hmm. on Netflix. They talk to the mm-hmm. audience for a few minutes, get their premise, and then, ah. Uh, absolutely hilarious absolutely <laughs> hilarious so Sounds yeah it's huge. called it's called middle ditch and schwartz so right. a really 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 easy name to remember there it's i i may forget you may you may have to write down for me okay. <laughs> um see before we move on i want to ask you uh for the witcher i th- now that like you brought it up i was like yeah there are different timelines i think it bothered me in the first season like are you like what is the point in this exactly no, um, because I, I don't I don't think there was any sort of resolution of the two um, coming together at the end or anything like to me, it just didn't seem to make sense. I'm I'm still open. I'm I'm mm. kind of putting things together, I think, maybe, um, mm. you know, I'm I'm pretty clear on. On the timelines now or yep. what I believe to be the timelines. So no, but I love that shit. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, like you look at um, something like Lost or Westworld, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I love a story that's like where you can't quite trust the narrator and you can't quite yeah. trust what's being shown to you. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. It's, it's funny because Rosanna will get annoyed sometimes. It's like, I, I don't understand what's happening. You know, I'm like, yeah. just give it, give it a second. This is what they do. They confuse you and they, they, they reveal information. Like, you know, they, they hold on to that information to reveal it to you later. It creates the whole suspense thing, but it's, but it's funny that for her, she's like, ah, fucking don't like it. I hate it. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, fuck this shit, right? to confuse me, you know? But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I feel that it should serve a sort of higher purpose. It shouldn't just be, you know, I'll mix these timelines together just for funsies. Uh, again why not i I suppose like i'm not a director you do what you want i suppose yeah but uh i don't know i'm i'm not up for confusion just for the sake of confusion Uh, i'm not saying that it's super confusing but yeah well there you go i i i agree i i don't want to be confused or misled if there's not an end goal in mind Mm. Mm. Um, but i don't mind being confused or misled if if there is an end goal in mind, and I, I still feel like there is in The Witcher. I don't know. I'll let yeah. you know after I finish season one or 
or two, whether, you know, whether I'm, I've changed my mind, but for now I'm still uh, yeah, you're down, with down with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I watched in season two, I finished season two myself uh, recently, maybe uh, a few days ago. When was it? Oh, it was my birthday. It was my birthday on, what was it Tuesday? I think finished it on Tuesday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 32. I'll have, you know, big boy today. Yeah. Um, how, how old did you say? 32? Yeah, 32. Wow. Wow. Yeah, getting up there. You're almost catching up to me. I know. I'll catch you eventually. I, I, think, I think I'm 38. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm 38. Yeah. It's hard to tell sometimes. Who that's that's the age I, I have. I'm, I still feel like I'm 19, though, to be honest. So it, It's the strangest fucking thing. Eh? You're like, oh, wait, I should probably act like an adult. But uh, yeah, clearly, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'd rather <laughs> spend my time podcasting and watching the Witcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, a, ha- a happy birthday. I think I cut you off in the middle of saying what you were, what did, did you do anything mo- momentous or? Uh, no, no, nothing momentous. Well, I, I took a day off, which was pretty momentous, I must say, um, mm-hmm. which was good. But uh, yeah, so I finished the Witcher on my birthday is what I was saying. And I got to say uh, season two, that is. I loved it. Uh, could be well, it's one of the best things I've watched, if not the best. Um, which is saying something, I would say, or maybe I was just too caught up in the moment. I was like, "This is the best shit ever," but it certainly made me feel things. Um, epicness, you know, lots of fighting. There was yeah. uh, a lot of uh, some emotional stuff, you know, like uh, this whole sort of uh, Geralt and Siri, like this protectorship and. Uh, I know, it just made me feel things like that is that is cool. You should aspire to this sort of responsibility, and you know, I, I don't know. It was it was good. It moved me, you could say. Yeah, I was moved, and uh, so I, I rate it highly. Uh, There's a lot of action, obviously, a lot of cool monsters, and uh, a lot of meaning. I think I could say. Awesome. So yeah, season two, get on it. I Find will. Good shit. I yeah. will. I'll get right on it. Right on it, sir. You, you right have on. my, you have my, uh, uh, my attention. Uh, my, you have my attention and my interest. <laughs> uh, speaking of attention and interest, uh, I think we'll start with the big news of the day. Let's do it. Which is CryptoPunks Ethereum NFT sales surged twelve hundred percent after Board Ape creators acquire the ip so yes yuga labs which created board apes Mm -hmm. um purchased larva labs which had created cryptopunks and now cryptopunk sales are going crazy i mean that's a lot twelve thousand percent and cryptopunks weren't cheap to begin Mm -mm. with Mm -mm. no so you're going to own your your individual CryptoPunk, all the IP rights for it. That's what they've done with Bored Apes. Now they're doing that for CryptoPunks. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it was Tilting Shock, Adam, who will have on one of these days, who said, you know, um, Yuga Labs has it made now, right? They can create their own marketplace for mm-hmm. all of their IP and, um you know, we can get into a conversation about whether this is or isn't in the spirit of decentralization. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I'm Yuga Labs and I've got this much IP and this much clout now, 
I'm like, well, do you, do you go the traditional financial model and do you take Yuga Labs public or, or something, right? Do you have an IPO or do you have something similar to an IPO, but do it all NFT based, or maybe you're not interested in that at all? Yeah, I bet you could do an IPO in using an, an Ethereum smart contract, for example. So instead yeah. of, you know, traditional TradFi methods, you create a smart contract where, you know, people buy the shares, the shares are distributed via the smart contract for every sale, whatever, you know, I bet it's possible. So sort of a TradFi method or methodology, but in the decentralized world, perhaps, but certainly very cool news. Um, yeah. I, what I think is even cooler, actually, is this idea of acquiring an IP, like another group of NFT makers acquiring an, another IP, because there was this yeah. one, I can't remember the name of it, but it was on Solana. It was like, a, it wasn't the the dragons. It was something else. It was like something Kaiju maybe, but essentially this, it was a slow rug, which is to say the, the devs, every, like the project was minted and the dead, like it was just like slowly going down the share because the devs weren't doing enough or something. And uh, okay. I, I, I sort of disagree that it's a slow rug. That just sounds like, you know, people weren't happy with the floor price or whatever. And they said, oh, it's a rug, it's yeah. a rug. Right. And, but anyway, it was described as a slow rug. This other company came in, bought the IP, and then they, you know, it went from like two sol up to fucking... 300 sol or something something silly like that and i just love this oh. idea of they were calling it a d-rug i think it was yeah yeah like the d-rug the project um and i just felt i just thought what an interesting story really it's like it's like uh it's a marketing point in itself really like here's our story here's what happened to the nfts we brought it back from the brink of extinction and yada yada yeah. i know it's very cool um Maybe it doesn't relate entirely to this whole CryptoPunks uh, being acquired thing. Just a thought that I had with the no, acquisition, so to speak. That's cool. And, you know, I wonder, like, are we going to see crypto apes or board punks or something like that coming <laughs> out next? Mutant, um, that'd be interesting. mutant ape crypto punk <laughs> yacht exactly. club. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing that caught my eye, nothing to do with NFTs. But um, collectibles, yeah, collectibles. Rare Pokemon Charizard card sells for three hundred thirty-six thousand dollars. So it's still happening in the real world, right? It's still <laughs> it's still happening. People are paying, you know, a nineteen ninety-nine Pokemon Charizard 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 <clears throat> card. Uh, it has a perfect PSA Gem MT ten grading. <clears throat> so. See, even to guess how rated these days is apparently fucking to your waiting list or something. And it costs a shit ton. Shiny Charizard, that was everyone's fucking wet dream back in the yeah. day, you know, when, when we were 10. Well, I suppose you were a bit older. Yeah, <clears> I'm slightly... I, missed, I missed the first wave of Pokemon. It was just outside of my <laughs> kind of what I was interested in. And then it was yeah. always in my periphery. And obviously I knew like the main ones right i knew pikachu mm. and um, um 
now i'm forgetting Bul- yeah bulbasaur and, and snorlax and let's just say hey. pokemon but so <laughs> that that kind of that kind of and then it went away but then i got really hardcore into pokemon go really hardcore into it like spent all of my time there was uh it came out it it when it first released it was quite close to my birthday in july and uh my friend was like well what do you want to do for your birthday i was like we're gonna play pokemon go all day long <laughs> it was like okay <laughs> and it was, I think it I did was that. revolutionary yeah yeah, so you know, people still play Pokemon. People still get. Mm-hmm. It says right here, the sale was part of a larger trading card games auction, which included Magic: The Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm-hmm. In total, the auction netted more than three point seven million dollars. Jesus, not bad. So, oh, here's a here's a. <laughs> Last week, a Georgia man was sentenced to prison for using COVID nineteen relief funds to buy a Pokemon Charizard card. He purchased the card for fifty seven thousand seven hundred eighty nine dollars. Wow. wow! Don't use your COVID relief funds to buy anything other than COVID relief supplies. I think that's yeah, yeah, probably the <laughs> hey, good rule of thumb. Don't don't even buy food with it. Okay. God damn. Yeah. Uh, um. Shit, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, interesting Pokemon story. Uh, my big brother, who's four years older than me, um, we were, we were big into Pokemon Red and Blue, and like it was it was our mission to get like every one of our Pokemon up to level hundred. Chris actually applied to the Pokemon Master Tournament or whatever I can't remember what it's called, but uh, you know it's like a, a world fucking. Right. Everyone in the world was battling each other, basically. And this was when we were like 10-ish. Uh, and it was great. And we, <laughs> he had an amazing team, like pure strategy, you know, like total, like use tox- toxicity or, or use toxic to like weaken the opponent and then just bring him down, like switch your Pokemon and bring him down with another attack. Like it was all really well thought out and he was going to win for sure. And we, we went over and it was, turns out you had to put your cartridge into the N64 and play it like as a 3D thing. And Chris had no idea how to do that. So, so he just got fucking wiped out at the first oh, round. And we all just no. fucking went home, went home without any prizes. Oh, Although in no. saying that, the, the 151st Pokemon, which is Mew, right? Yeah. You could only get Mew um, through going to the tournament. Like only officially, there was some way you could get them like through a glitch in the game or something. I can't remember. Oh, right. I think I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And so because we went to the tournament, like there was this place where you could put your cartridge in and they would put Mew on your fucking game, on your cartridge, and you could walk away and you've got like an official Mew. It was like fucking one of the highlights of my life, I think. It was so amazing. That's crazy. Ah. Uh, and you know this is this is this is a 32 year old adult and you still think of this you know he's like it's it's the highlight of my life (laughs) you know when when pokemon let's go came out for the nintendo switch a few years ago i bought a switch and that game because (laughs) that's how you got mew basically right it was the same You, you got mew from that game and then you could transfer it into your pokemon go Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, people will do yeah, crazy you get things it. from you. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's so funny. Hey, um, the first, sorry, I, I don't know. Keeping, we said we're this this episode we're only doing thirty minutes. All right, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Pokemon. 
the fucking first film was amazing as well. I'm not sure if you saw it. Never saw it. No. It's this. It's a showdown between Mew and Mewtwo, and there's a lot of cool backstory. And Mew becomes, uh, sorry, Mewtwo becomes a Pokemon master, like a trainer in his own right. Oh, okay. And he uses other Pokemon to battle Ash and whoever the fuck else is there. And ah, uh, anyway, I should watch that again sometime. But uh, you know, it's <laughs> I'm fucking nerding out still. Pokemon is so Pokemon. big for me. God damn. Yeah, although that that. Um the first season or the early seasons of the tv show unwatchable mm. just unwatchable <laughs> you don't like, like it <laughs> i i went back and i was like okay i should know what i'm you know i'm getting pretty hardcore into pokemon go i i'm gonna try yep. to watch the tv show mm-hmm. uh, just brutal it's just all <laughs> it's just all narration and mm-hmm. and you know the that the like maybe something moves in the background but otherwise the animation is just a bunch of still cells and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah apparently totally. apparently you know now it's on like season 20 or 25 or whatever and apparently it's mm-hmm. much more watchable now but yeah, yeah. uh oh i tried to watch a couple episodes and i was like i cannot do this <laughs> fuck hey yeah. the first episode you see is fucking ho ho oh i think it's called the pokemon you must have seen that if you tried watching it from the start. Uh, I think uh, I've blocked remember. it all out. <laughs> I think oh, see, I think it's just series one. Oh, is Ho-Ho in, in series one? I can't remember now anymore. A, this season, uh, series two. For, okay. So Pokemon Gold and Silver he was in. Okay. But but it was in the first episode of Pokemon, the animated oh, okay. uh, uh, series. Map if I anime, I suppose it would be. Anime, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, did. Well, Speaking Sorry. of anime, I just started watching Attack on Titan, mm. uh, which is really <clears throat> gripping. It's quite brutal. It's quite violent uh, and quite graphic. <laughs> I was about to say, I've been recommended it before, and uh, it's freaky. Uh, I only watched like episode one or two, I think. Um, but yeah, how, how far in are you then? I'm nine episodes in, and it's really yeah. starting to be like, I'm watching it with my son, and, and I'm like, come <laughs> on, let's watch the next episode. Come on, come on, let's go. It's like, Daddy, no, it's bedtime. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Shut up. It's time to watch another episode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's my Attack on Titan report. Uh, if you're at all squeamish, uh, don't watch it. But if you like anime and don't mind gratuitous violence, then watch it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like see little people picked up and then just that's right chewed. yeah mm. and and not only is it like you know you see these depictions of violence but you also they also do a, a lot of digging deep into the emotional state of the characters mm. so you know right. it's one thing if you're just seeing these random characters get bitten in half by monsters right but it's a completely other another thing to be in their heads and like despairing with them yeah. as these things are going on around them it's really quite brutal mm-hmm. yeah that, that's the takeaway i got from like the first two episodes and uh i'm not entirely sure i enjoyed it to be honest i was like jesus i can't i can't take this you know but yeah. uh I, maybe maybe I'll fucking try it again. Yeah, add it add it to the end of the list. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> I doubt it. I fucking doubt it so much. <laughs> like Rahana. I've not even watched any of the the Marvel stuff. You know, like the recent Marvel stuff. Like oh, um, or 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 Wonder Woman or fucking I know that's DC. Um, 
the the Thanos one with the snappy fingers. I've not watched that. Endgame, no. I think it is. Oh, really? Oh, so you're yeah. quite behind. I'm very, very behind. Um, you're years behind at this point. No, yeah, I'm up to date. Totally. I'm up to date on my Marvel. The Loki television series was quite good. Oh, I want um, to see that. Yeah, that was cool. But if you you can't watch it until you're caught up because it'll. Oh, fuck me. It both will spoil everything that came before it, but it also sets up like the current phase more or right. less as well. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh well, fuck. you'll get, yeah, you'll get the cut to yeah. 40 years from now, and there's a 70 year old <laughs> Ross just finally getting to end game. <laughs> I'm picturing you like, for some reason, I'm picturing you putting him in a VHS into the VCR, <laughs> even though yeah. I don't know, 70, uh, I bet, 40 years. I bet it doesn't now, even exist. 40 years from now you're just going to do this and then and then uh and then you'll be watching and i'll Uh, be able to watch things in a blink of an eye by that time you know you just press it and you've seen it you know like neo in the matrix i was just gonna say like the matrix (laughs) i i know kung fu i know kung fu (laughs) show me (laughs) oh man what nerds well for those of you still listening still watching uh terrible let's let's move on to (laughs) projects of the week nft projects of the week right you want to go first sure might as well go first and then uh so metaphors comics in all transparency is a nft project that i do work for i'm the community manager um and i do some operations stuff for them as well uh, don't talk about it a lot on the podcast here, but we've got some really interesting things that are launching tomorrow at the time of recording. So it'll already be uh, out by the time this podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. But essentially, we're launching our dual token. So this is a token that is both an NFT and will eventually be an FT, a fungible token uh, mm-hmm. in in the vein of you know, it's on wax, so it's not an ERC-20 token, but it's similar uh, in that regard. It's just a, a token on the wax blockchain. So we have all these promo stickers that people have been able to purchase or get for free for quite some time. And so, for example, you can see all of these five characters here. These are the main characters in Metaforce. And basically what you'll be able to do is blend up these promo stickers along with our token press, which I'm trying to load now. And so you take your five promo stickers and your token press and you blend it together, blending, fusing, you're essentially burning those six NFTs. And in return, you get a new NFT, which is the one CMX nft and so we have our champion block father on there one of the metaphors characters and he represents the one cmx and then eventually you're going to need to take five of the one cmx tokens along with the next level up of coin press the uncommon and blend it for the five cmx tokens so you can see mm-hmm. that that here and so on and so forth all the way up to 500 um, so we're releasing the one and five CMX NFTs tomorrow. We'll release the 10 CMX NFT the next week. And then going forward once every week until we get up to the 500 and it's going to be denominations of one, five, 10, 50, 100 and 500. 
And then eventually you're going to be able to take that NFT, whether it's a one CMX or a 500 CMX or whatever it is. And we have a mechanism that will actually allow you to burn that NFT and in exchange get the same equivalent of the fungible token. So you'll have that and then you'll be able to use those for also, you know, it's going to have all sorts of utility, primarily buying our, our comic books and things like that. So I think it's a really cool um, way to go about it. We've got some really cool uh, tokenomics available on our website, metaphorscomics.com. And um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not the person to talk tokenomics, but I'm definitely the person to say this is a really cool mechanism. And mm -hmm. if you've checked out Metaforce Comics, you definitely want to get involved. But if you haven't checked out Metaforce Comics, um, you know, let me know, literally DM me uh, on Discord and I'll, I'll get you some promos. We'll get you one of these CMX tokens and, uh, and we'll go from there. So mm -hmm. Uh, just a quick Metaphors Comics update, but I'm really happy with the progress we made, and there's going to be some really good things coming for that project soon. Uh, one yeah. huge thing, which I cannot talk about at all, but there's, there is a, a huge thing <laughs> on the horizon, uh, which I'm really excited about. So I will tease that a little bit now, and then when I can talk about it, I will. I do like the sound of that mechanism, um, like combining shit. Well, it just reminds me of video games, really, like sort of grinding a bit and then eventually getting to the thing you want. Um, what does CMX stand for? Do you know? Comics. Oh, great. I should yeah. know that. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, right, so cool. we didn't know if we were going to call it like comic, like C-O-M-I-C, but mm -hmm. you don't normally see a five-letter name for a token right normally it's yeah two or two or three or i i mean there's no rule it could be a million characters for all anybody yeah. cares but yeah so so we're diving into the next phase and then uh we have a new book line hopefully starting next month so yeah things are really coming together for metaphors nice one definitely check yeah out. yeah well damn what do you what do you got for us well what I have is, um, hold on, can I share a screen? Oh, you've done it already. Oh, oh, oh. I took 11 fun. episodes, but I figured out how to do it. <laughs> and I'll forget for cooking. next week. <laughs> so uh, the projects that I want to highlight this week is something called Crypto Geisha. Now, this isn't the most recent uh, release of the Geisha IP, I suppose you could say, but it's the one that sort of stuck with me the longest time. It's the, it's the, I think it's the first sort of art project where I noticed this, um, there's like a motif that keeps on reoccurring. So for okay. example, um, like this is me sort of nerding over it a bit more as an artist and uh, I know it just, it, just makes sense to me like it, it, it's more of a it's more of a appreciation of a creator rather than oh look for, view it from a collector's standpoint if that makes sense right. Right. so i'm in i'm in admiration as a creator but also you know collecting is cool so you know take take some if you want but okay anyway i'll i'll, I'll get to it so what stood out for me about this is there's a single silhouette that is reused and it's almost like this Mickey Mouse thing. So you see these uh, moving uh, islands here, 
for example. Yeah. Notice the shape of that. And yeah. then you'll see where I'm going with this. Every piece oh. of barrel is in the, the exact same shape. So it's almost like the a generative project without it being generative. You know, it's like it's the same pose all the time, but you change a lot. And what I really like about oh. this is there's a lot of variation. There's a, a lot of um, animations within it, as you can see. Um, everything changes, really. You know, like it, even down to your little beads that she hangs from her hair, uh, to the eyes, to the the, the headpiece. Um, what have we got? A unicorn. It's just it's all it's all the same except very different, uh, yeah. and it's just this great silhouette that you can recognize anywhere. Which is why going back to the islands, you can tell that just by looking at these islands, this is a crypto geisha, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just that's really that's cool. That's yeah. oh people are so talented. I could never come up with yes. anything like that. Right. Well, this this is why I was so in awe of it, really. It's like it totally makes sense. Like, check this one out with a robot, you know? Like it's so yeah. different to the others, and it's it's not even a face at this point. It's just a head, but it's, uh, I know it changes a lot. There was, there was a one in particular I want to find. Oh, look at this one. This sort of a very old fashioned uh, yeah. Japanese art style. Yeah. Uh, I had this one, for example. So it was just like a fish bowl, really. Oh, a cactus yeah. bowl. Cool. Like it's just, you take that silhouette and you just fucking put whatever you want in it. And I don't know, yeah. it's just a great effect. That's really like cool. Darth, Darth Vader. Uh, can't remember what oh, the yeah. book he's called. Chewbacca. 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 <clears throat> Even Chewbacca. this Chewbacca. Even this image here, right? That's not yep. a head, but it has the silhouette of the head within yeah. the clouds, you know. So it's it's just cool. It's very cool. Um, this one's that is cool. There, there's this moving there's moving one here. There's like, a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got Splinter over here. A couple of them, yeah, very cool. There was one that I really wanted to find. I'm not seeing, so we may just have to forego it. But uh, so let's check the prices on these fucking puppies, right? They're not cheap. Point two, which is to say, which is you only get one that's point two. Oh but yeah, the other one straight up from four. that is point two nine, then point three four, and then it just yeah. goes up to one ETH and more, and. Uh, these these aren't single editions either. Most of them are 10, uh, 10 out of ten or five out of five, uh, and in total, there's been two hundred thirteen ether traded on this, wow. which is a great. It's a great, more than great uh, profit, you know. Uh, yeah. Just for just for an artist, I assume he's maybe got some help from a program or whatnot. So, yeah, very very inspirational in terms of viewing it as a creator. You know, this is this is this is the business. Um, but yeah, okay. And to top it off, they have also done a, a generative project, which uses the same characters, I guess you could say, this, the same geisha concept, yeah. but it doesn't have the same charm, but I'll, we'll go to it anyway. Uh, and I've bought into the, uh, bought into the generative project, but okay. not the actual not the original project super geisha super geisha so it went from crypto geisha super geisha 
the generative project is 10,000. It's on Ethereum, uh, 709 Ether traded. So pretty good. The floor price is pretty oh, slim. I can almost afford it. 0.04. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I think, what, what was the mint price? I think it was like 1, point, point zero, uh, point 0.1 Ether or point 0.8. Okay. I can't remember. So Those fall it was, it was a four. It was affordable anyway, and uh, I, I've been in for a while, like since it, since it launched, really. And I like, that one, with, I like that one with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the floor has continued to drop, but uh, it's, I don't know, it's still, still a plenty of sales, you know, it's a cool project. Uh, yeah. And, you know, now, now I own one of the super geishas not crypto geisha but uh, it's, a, it's a decent compromise i would say so yeah so no, that's cool it. plus you're supporting a project you like which is yeah which is good yeah yeah i don't know do you i think we've had this conversation before but do you look at nfts as investments or is it more just you buy what you like and if you make money great if you don't you know uh-huh. i th- uh I suppose it's a little bit of both. Like, obviously, I'm not a big NFT buyer. Uh, although, typically, if I'm going to recommend something, uh, I will either be ready to buy it or have bought it or, or thinking about it. Right. Um, I don't buy a lot, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I, I, to, in order to buy in, I would really have to like the art. Like, I'm not going to buy something that's pumping just because it's it's cool, you know. Or, or sorry, I'm not going to buy something just because it's going to make me money. Right. Although, although potentially, like if 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 it's a sure thing, is going to make me money. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, lo- love those sure be... things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, it just makes sense to you to buy an NFT that you like the look of. Um, and in this case, Supergeisha works for me. So, yeah. So yeah, that's my cool. that's my NFT project. I heavily recommend Crypto Geisha and Supergeisha. Good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's fly right along here. Let's let's uh, look at some comedy, and then uh, we'll call it a day. We we blew past our half an hour mark. We're at forty two minutes, but that's okay. You know, we're just that's telling. You know, you know, folks. If if you want longer episodes, listen to them. Because as far as Ross and I can tell, only the shorter ones get listened to. So mm-hmm. we'll give you what you want. Just like our discussion about the customer is always right. The market seems to want shorter episodes, so that's what we'll endeavor yeah. for. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll try our best, but uh, yeah. you know, if, if we start talking about Pokemon, it's it's done for. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's too late. Uh, it's too late. All right, so yeah, uh, comedy bits of the week. We're going to start off with mine, Eddie Izzard. Uh, I was lucky enough to see Eddie live quite a few years ago in Toronto. Uh, She put on a really good show. There was pirate radio that hacked the signal of the the microphone. And so we we started getting pirate radio coming through. And so she had to take (laughs) off her mic and use a different mic and then ended up just speaking to the 2000 seat auditorium without any mic whatsoever. And it was really, really, really cool. Anyways, this is a relatively famous bit. It's called, do you have a flag? Eddie Izzard, only about a minute. And we can get started in one, two, three. Four. Built up empires. We stole countries. That's what you do. That's how you build an empire. We stole countries with the cunning use of flags. Yeah. <laughs> you just sail around the world and stick a flag in. I claim India for Britain. They go, you can't claim us. We live here. 500 million of us. 
Do you have a flag? <laughs> we don't need a bloody flag. It's our country, you bastard. <laughs> no flag, no country. You can't have one. <laughs> That's the rules that I've just made up. And I'm backing it up with this gun that was lent from the National Rifle Association. <laughs> Yeah, so that's about it. Just a quick hit of Eddie Izzard, whom I quite enjoy and uh, hope to see one day again. Ran th- ran 30 marathons in 30 days uh, to raise money for uh, Africa. Yeah. I remember that. Well, I don't remember. I remember hearing about it. Yeah, there's a, doc- there's a documentary about it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, she fell behind at one point and had to do like two doc, uh, two marathons in one day at, at one point. It was, it was crazy. Jesus. Um, and the worst okay. part is like, she's just running by herself, just, you know, right. picking, picking a 26 mile, 26 mile, 26 mile uh-huh. lap or, or multiple loops and just, just going with 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 her and a camera and and someone giving her water and that's it and that's mm-hmm. tough when you're not running with anyone else i bet fucking hell. i mean i can't i couldn't even do one marathon in 30 days forget about 30 30 marathons in 30 days i've done have we talked about the fact that i've run a marathon i don't think so yeah that's all i ran a marathon it was a long time ago okay. now but i'm glad to have done it, it took me I over five it. hours but i finished yeah. i think that's the world decent time I think the world record for a marathon is un, is just under two hours, and it took me yeah. over five, but I don't care. I got it done. <laughs> it's, it's still good. I'm very impressed. Took Well, I mean, I've walked about 26 miles in a day, and it took about, fucking Christ, I don't know, eight hours, maybe 10. So yeah. still yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mental game. And we'll do a podcast about running at some point, but... Uh, for now, what do you got for us? I have a Scottish natural, natural, <laughs> national uh, treasure, Mr. Billy Connolly. He he's just on. A, I think it's a Canadian talk show. I'm not sure though. I think the host makes me think he's Canadian, but you can. Uh, you may. I'm just reading the description. Mike Bullard is indeed uh-huh. Canadian. Yes, he is okay. Right? Um. So yeah, he's on Mike Bullard's show. Uh, just talking about. Uh, uh, posh people, I guess, and uh, just made me laugh. Not not an absolute zinger, but uh, yeah, made me chuckle. All right, so Billy Connolly in one, two, three, four. Well, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a monarchist, you know. Okay, I, I would say you were. It's like you know the Queen's fine with me, Duke of Edinburgh. They're <laughs> nice, and I suppose they're a kind of nice family. But the, it's you get all the other ones, you know. Yeah. yeah. You, you get this pyramid. Of the chinless, you know. That hair is wild. It works its way down to, you know, you get dukes and earls and princes and princesses, but then you get like the marchioness of Bredalbin and the duchess of. I think it's funny how. (laughs) It's funny how you stopped at the queen and then I picked up at the queen, you know. The marchioness of Dunbowry. That's all they do all the time. I've got a house in Scotland and there's people who live next to us, very posh, or talking like that. And, and the, 
toffs in Scotland send their children to school in England. They always have who are always drawing like this. And, 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 and I've got teenage daughters, and they sent their teenage sons, or oh, and, and my daughter said, what were you doing? They were shooting. Yes, we were shooting this morning. And my daughter, Amy, said, and what were you shooting? And he said, grass. And of course, he's talking about grouse, but it sounds like grass. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we're shooting grass. Yeah. And my daughter said, you shoot grass? You can imagine the guys out in the lawn, you know, boom. That's funny. I love Billy Connolly. He's got a travel show or multiple travel shows that I've watched from time to time. They're quite good. Oh yeah, he goes around on his tricycle, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I think there's one Billy Connolly travels America or something like that. Uh yeah, it is funny that he's talking about the monarchy in that way because right where the eddie izzard bit mm-hmm. she was about ended she was about to go into how uh how stuffy the royals are and hello hello what do you do you're a plumber what on earth is that <laughs> yeah <you know? laughs> good stuff all right you can always rely on the royals for a laugh oh, absolutely absolutely shooting grouse Oh, Prince Charles. You think he's going to keep the throne or you think he'll abdicate and give it right to, to William? Fuck knows. Um, I mean, <laughs> Queen's going to fucking live for at least another 50 years anyway, right? Yeah, so she's got, she's got to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. I used to be really interested in the monarchy. Still am to a certain extent. Um, mm. Well, anyways, thank you for turning into the Pokemon Monarchy edition of <laughs> Nearly Fresh Topics. Boy, Pokemon and the Monarchy, we're not even nearly fresh at this point. We're like, uh, we're, the, the corpse is long cold at this yeah. point. But... Painfully unfresh. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, we really appreciate you watching and listening. If you are just listening, give us a shot on YouTube. Uh, you know, obviously, when we talk about things like the project of the week, um, it's much more entertaining if you can see what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. If you are an expert in the monarchy or in Pokemon or in um, anything, hit us up let's uh let's uh let's get you on the show so as always if you have any questions comments concern feedback you can hit us up at ask at gmail.com ask at gmail.com and you can visit us at nearly fresh topics.com and as for today i think that's it fresh out.